Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We bring him in now, Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Kevin, how you doing? Man, it's all good. It's, uh, it's Friday and... I've got, you know, we had an NFL game last night. I, I think I feel more normal than I've felt in a while. Plus, we got the Packers and Vikings Sunday. Like, this is this is what September is supposed to be, right? Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking, and I'm crossing my fingers that it stays that way. So uh, keep our keep good thoughts, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, question for you. Let's start out with some Brewers baseball first and foremost. Uh, how big of a series are these two? I mean, we will know in basically, what, five days, six days, whether or not the Brewers are for real or not, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty good assessment of it because it's been one of the things that's been impossible for me to tell about uh, this Brewers team with the short sample size, a small number of games, um, the uh, the thing that we haven't seen is we have no idea how they look against the Cardinals. And as we know from the history of this franchise, the Brewers' success is almost always tied to the Cardinals' success. 1982, 2011, I mean, it goes on and on. So if, uh, if this Brewers team can find success against the Cardinals, uh, it, it changes a lot. I mean, you've seen in the last week, week and a half, if the Brewers go on like a two-game win streak, all of a sudden they pop into that playoff picture and things look more optimistic. Then they lose two in a row, and they go out of that playoff picture. So uh, this number of games, with the Cardinals especially, I know the Cubs this weekend's a big series, but playing five and three days against the Cardinals, it's a twelfth of your season. So you better be ready for those. Those uh, could end up defining whether you make the postseason or not. So if the Brewers... Let's just say they don't make the postseason. How I don't want to say how disappointing is it, but how uh, how much then do you feel they need to change and go after this off season? Because that's really what we're going to start talking about at that point. Yeah, it's, it's a question of how or, or how much do you blow up, right? And and uh, right. It, you have Yelich already lined up, which was I think the number one priority long-term for the franchise that they had to take care of, and they did that. So no matter what else happens in this goofy, weird 2020, they've got Yelich. They've got their their centerpiece for these years to come. Uh, I think the lesson that's been learned out of 2020 is that, uh, you know, David Stearns, when he's going after these guys and he finds some some scrap heap guys and, and turns them into something or he signs guys to, you know, one-year deals and, uh, we've had a lot of uh, success in Milwaukee. The fans have seen Travis Shaw, Jesus Aguilar, these guys that, that came in by a similar fashion uh, and had success. It just didn't happen this year. Brock Holt and Justin Smoke are no longer with the team. So these are uh, examples of contracts that didn't quite pan out. So I think maybe there's a small shift in philosophy. I don't think David Stearns is going to go, uh, you know, spending $100 million everywhere. 
But I think, you know, he, he may try to upgrade a little bit at those positions, maybe not look for these one-year stopgaps. And honestly, uh, it's, it's weird to say, but 2020 in a way has helped save that particular philosophy of this past off season. That is to say, if you have some dud one-year contracts, what better year to have them and burn through them than this one where you've got 60 games and then you can just sort of put it on the back burner like it never happened. Right. Uh, that I agree with. Um, when you talk about the postseason and the possibility thereof, if this team gets to the postseason, now give me your thoughts. Because do you think, well, they made it. Maybe you just get hot and maybe you just live with hope. Or do you think, you know what, it's going to be short, it's going to be quick, and uh, and then we're off to uh, trying to figure out something new. Yes, there's a this this year's playoffs giveth and taketh away at the same time. It uh, it reminds me of you know you play in a fantasy football league where there's 12 teams and the commissioner decides they really want those playoffs wide open, so eight teams out of 12 make the playoffs, and you you sleepwalk through a lot of the regular season as long as you're one of the, the first eight, and then all of a sudden somebody down there at the bottom. Uh, gets red hot right before the playoffs start, and that becomes the team to to watch for. So this year, more than any other year in baseball, it's just get in and get hot. So if that happens and the Brewers do get hot in October, then you feel much better about a season like this. But this one, to me, is the easiest one to write off. If the Brewers got in as a 7 or an 8 or whatever, and they played the Dodgers and they got knocked out in two quick games, boom, boom, I don't think I would be that disappointed in that. The, the Brewers were at least good enough to be in the upper half of the National League. They made the playoffs. The Dodgers uh, are just a super team almost at this point. So if that were to happen, I wouldn't feel bad about it. I, I, it would be nice to have those playoffs, but uh, man, don't blink because you lose two and, and it's over before it starts. Talking with Kevin Holden, the CBS 58, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, setting our sights now on Packers football. We do feel somewhat uh, of a sense of normalcy getting back uh, to games. But now it's for real, and now we're starting to talk about this team and about uh, how good they may or may not be, and they got a big task ahead of them going into Minnesota. What is – I mean, I, I think the Packers are going to get a victory. Uh, but that being said, uh, what do they need to do, in your opinion, to get a win? Well, I think it starts with with doing what they can to contain the ground game. If they are able to, uh, if you go head to head, um, and I know it's bad to make the comparison between positions on the same team, but if you go head to head, Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, and the Packers defense can make it where Dalvin doesn't do what Aaron Jones does in this game, I think that's step one. And uh, because to to force Kirk Cousins to beat you is one thing, and he still can do that. But to force Kirk Cousins to beat you with Adam Thielen and that cast that's behind him, I feel like the Packers are in an advantage uh, in that situation. So I think it's, uh, it's it's old-fashioned football almost in a way. Run well and do your best to stop the run, uh, and then you can let Aaron Rodgers kind of take care of the rest. He'll be the guy to put you over the top when that happens. So stop the run. And, uh, you know, again, and we talked about this on the huddle last night, who, who slides in behind Devontae Adams now that you don't have Devin Funches for the year? Maybe this is the game that Alan Lazard starts, uh, you know, making another ascent, like taking his game to another level. If that happens, this team becomes way more dangerous. So I'm putting it on the defense to stop Dalvin Cook and on Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers to make a difference uh, beyond that. 
Uh, and when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, uh, a lot of talk about relationships and Matt LaFleur. Why? And, and I'll ask you because I, I heard it again this morning, and we didn't really talk about it a lot last night, but why are we still talking about the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? <laughs> I mean, it's. I think at the end of the day, I think we've, we've turned this sort of collectively as a state into – the thing that ends with the ending, if that makes any sense at all. And what I mean is we watched Brett Favre's deal unfold in a painful way over the course of years. And that was the, that was the, the centerpiece of the franchise in Brett Favre. That was the hero of the state. And you had to watch him, you know, it wasn't like, oh, he got, you know, swapped here and his career was over. This was a, an ending that was years in the making. And I think maybe that's what's there. There's some residual from that. So there's this thought of, how does it end eventually down the road for Aaron Rodgers? And how does he feel about it? And, you know, all the emotions that we had with the, with the Favre thing and the breakup. And I, I, I think all of that plays into it. But you're absolutely right that at this point with LaFleur in year two and the Packers coming off an NFC championship game appearance and Rodgers in this uh, summer camp uh, being loose, being – uh, accepting is the wrong word, but he seems content with where his situation is. I think this is uh, should be way less of a storyline to start 2020, although the first time they have any sort of words on the sideline, you know it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, uh, we're all going to pay attention. And, we, you know, maybe rightfully so, depending on what the skirmish or the argument or the discussion happens to be. If it's over a particular play, great. If it's over a play call that clearly he audibled out of, well, then – we, we, we probably have a, a different, uh, you know, difference uh, of opinion or a different look or something to that extent. Uh, talking with Kevin Holden from CBS 58, uh, how big of a concern is this defense and the fact that they really didn't go out and get a lot other than picking up Kirksey and jettisoning uh, Blake Martinez? I would, have, I would have felt if they could have added one more guy at that same level of the, of the Smiths, I would have, man, I would have been ecstatic about this defense. If that had happened, you were talking about literally one of the top defenses in the league. As it stands, I still think it's a strong point. I I no longer cringe, you know, when I see a, a decent opposing quarterback with the ball. I no longer cringe when when Cousins or Matt Ryan or somebody has the ball and the Packers are trying to line up, you know, against elite receivers with like guys that should be third or fourth string cornerbacks. I mean, the secondary is deeper and I think stronger than it's been in a while. The Smiths at the linebacking positions, have sort of changed the game for the defense. Uh, and I still think they put pretty good pressure up front. So uh, not elite, but still very competitive and a defensive unit that will I think they'll win them some games this year. There will be a couple of times where they'll rely on the defense late and they'll take care of business. Uh, real quick before I let you go, score of this game. I'm going to go 20 Seven. Should I do the same as the huddle last night? Twenty-seven, seventeen. I still feel pretty confident in that. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, you know, here, so here's my thought: Vikings score two touchdowns, but the lack of crowd noise is going to mess with kickers. There'll be a missed extra point. Like I, I think they get to twenty-seven, seventeen in a weird way. But the Packers put three touchdowns on the board. Big game from Aaron Jones, and and uh, you know they start at one and zero. Good stuff, Bunny. We will talk to you again next week. I certainly appreciate it. And thanks for joining us last night as well, okay? Oh, yeah, it was, that was fun. It was on Zoom, and I, I thought it was good that I had the, the video portion of that thing off because uh, you, know, <laughs> you want your ratings up, not down, you know? I did see some people that captured you before you turned your video off, by the way. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> what was I think I said on Twitter. I look kind of like a bum, and then somebody said, "No, you look like a bum." <laughs> no, yeah, you 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 looked like a bum last night. Like you just rolled out of the uh, the shelter and, and went right on to Zoom video. But it was good. We had a good time. So uh, good stuff as always. We'll talk next week. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. See you, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.